Good morning. <laughs> yeah. we, we are recording this at 8.48 in the morning, and <laughs> I am currently on tour. Uh, I have a band, if you want to go listen to my band. Uh, the band is called Seeming. We make big, scary, sad, electronic music about the end of the world, but being on tour means that I was awake until, I think, 4.10 last night. <laughs> uh, so... We're, we're all a little sleep-deprived, and that's great. And we're committed to Charlie's Theron. Yes. That's why we're up this early. But also, this is the only window of time that all four of us could be together. What time is it in South Africa right now? Um, It's seven hours ahead, so I don't know. Yeah, it's an entirely reasonable hour. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just pretend we're in South Africa. Guys. <laughs> great. We'll, we'll all be more awake then. Yeah. <laughs> And have better tan. So uh, we have a variety of things to talk about today, but the focus of this episode is going to be a music video that Charlize appeared in. In what year? 2010. For Brandon Flowers' song Crossfire. 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 Brandon Flowers, of course, the lead singer of The Killers, uh, whose Hot Fuss album of 2004 um, was uh, a giant success, the biggest runaway success of the the sort of post-punk revival, and this is uh, this is his first solo album, um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be talking about that. Yes. So, in case you can't tell, Alex knows a lot about music. He's a music <laughs> historian, academic, musicologist. I'm a musicologist, like, musicologist. Among, <laughs> among other things, and I, I don't use the term lightly. I don't know. I'm not just making stuff up. Uh, I actually write books and things like that. And, and where do you teach? I teach uh, at Ithaca College in Ithaca, in the state of New York, in this country. Ithaca is gorgeous. Ithaca, Ithaca is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Say all the bumper stickers because we have gorgeous everywhere. <laughs> you and can't every... see, but his face is full of disdain. <laughs> no, 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 no. I never disdain anything. So before we get to the music video, Alex, I wanted to ask you about how you composed our much beloved theme song. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, I was I was asked first of all, and that was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then and then I looked up. Oh shoot! How do you actually pronounce her name? Um, because I didn't want to get it wrong if it's going to be digitally immortalized forever. And um, uh, and so and so even even among people who, who are allegedly pronouncing it correctly, there's a little bit of disagreement about whether we're pronouncing it in a strictly American Theron way or some um, or some some more Afrikaans inflected Tron, Tron right? <laughs> right, Theron or something. Anyhow, but like Theron, Theron, there are clips of her on talk shows saying, yes, good, you got it right when people say Theron, so I went with that. Um, 
And uh, and I wanted to, you know, grab the bull by the horns and really address that issue head on. <laughs> I was so happy because we had, like, when I found out that her name's not Charlize Theron, I was like, our, the podcast title is a lie. <laughs> so I like that we start every episode with addressing that fact because I'm faxy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so, so that was part of it, and then, and then, you know, once we get into the groove of, you know, welcome to the Theronathon, I think I'm singing in a lower key this morning, um, <laughs> then, uh, then, then it's just, you know, um, explaining all of the things that the Theronathon is going to do for you, you know, because, because I really think that with an open mind, it can do all of those things. So many amazing rhymes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, um... When I was in, boy, when I was in third grade, I had um, a poetry mentor. These things happen sometimes to a kid, um, and she and she moved me uh, past rhyming poetry. And I and I and I mentioned I was looking on with disdain at some point. I remember being like the snottiest eight year old in the world, thinking, "Oh, I see that you're still writing rhyming poetry to my classmates." <laughs> <laughs> and like we would have these, you know, like like like. Students in the class would, you know, read things, uh, and um, and then we would have, you know, comments like, "Oh, I really like this." And I remember being like eight years old, and someone wrote some poem about being like a bird who would fly in the sky very high. And I remember like ripping it to shreds, <laughs> being like, "These are so obvious. Like, can you not? Can you not find something?" something more to do if you're going to rhyme with this and i had to be i had to have a talking to from the teacher about my my attitude about what normal eight-year-olds are like (laughs) so from joyless hating of rhyming to the most delightful rhyming well right 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 and so and so and so over circle yeah um and so i i found myself thinking of that as i was like milking every rhyme uh uh, when i was writing the song and there are still yet rhymes untold that um you know if you ever need like a season two version or a remix or something like that. You know, I'll see what I can do. The other thing is that I recorded it with like, um, not a real microphone. And so, you know, if you need like a higher fidelity, really, you know, solid studio version. It sounds better than the fidelity of the actual podcast. (laughs) I wouldn't want to create unfair expectations. (laughs) To hell with fidelity. At some point, if you could give us uh, like a theme song for some of our segments, that would be awesome. Oh, good. What are the segments called? So we have Ebert or Mebert. Oh, wow. Which is, I read a quotation from Ebert's review, or I make one up. And then people have to guess. And we have Who is Keanu, where we cast Keanu Reeves in one of the roles. Which one should he be in? At any age of any time that right. you need him to be. We like, have, like, a time-fluid Keanu. Yeah. yeah, he also switches genders a lot when yeah. we recast him. That's really funny, because I think I think that, 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 that Keanu might have a role to play today, but again, we'll, we'll get we'll to We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we ask if something could be improved by a prison riot. Yeah. And... I, I I think I think in general the answer to that is yes. That's that's, that's the theory. That's, that's the right, premise right, that right. we're seeking to. Right. Validate. I mean, like I I cannot think of. Boy, I I. It's kind of like a taco. Like, would you like to have a taco in your hand? The answer is never actually no. <laughs> we have found a few movies where we have unfortunately come down on the side of you couldn't, you couldn't young adult, this, for rare. example. Yeah, it's rare, but it happens. Okay. I would say we have like ninety percent success. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Also, would this movie survive a cell phone? Will the movie's plot survive if any of the characters had a cell phone? Oh, yeah, that's a thing. 
Um, <laughs> one one of the one of the things that I that I um, have. Have y'all done the Atomic Blonde podcast yet? Yes. Okay, great. Well, one of the things we about, can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Alex saw Atomic Blonde last night. Yeah, it was a movie. It was good. The um, the nineteen eighty nine setting. I think that film was going to become increasingly fond of pre cell phone settings uh, and conscious of them in ways that are like, no, 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 this is important because um, the incommunication that leads to good plotting is just more possible through them. I mean, like the the, the number of movies, classic movies, you know, comedies from the 40s, 50s, uh, war movies, blah, 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 that would like completely collapse if a cell phone were present is... Um, really, really huge. Yeah, well, I also... It's possible to justify worse decisions if people can't communicate well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and bad decisions make for good plots. They exactly. do. Yep. I also think it's interesting the way that they portray loneliness before people have cell phones. Like when we saw Men of Honor, Cuba Gooding Jr. is isolated from his family and doesn't know that his father is dead because no one can just be like, hey, your dad's in the hospital. Um, yeah. And so he finds out like via a payphone. And so yeah. the way that like, oh, people pay- are... Oh, payphones are like the loneliest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> So, Brandon Flowers' music video, Crossfire. Can we just pause for a second and say that in our master spreadsheet, it just said Brandon Flowers, and I was 100% sure that that was the name of a movie. (laughs) I believe it. I think I was conflating it with Broken Flowers. Oh, Uh, see, I like the idea of flowers being the conjugation of a verb. So here's Brandon, and he's still a seed, but now... Brandon Flowers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I feel like that's, like, the name of a precious character in an indie movie. Like, yes. it sounds made up. It does, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm so glad I don't have to watch the movie that I was imagining Ugh. Brandon Flowers was. If it was Broken Flowers, I might just be like, I'm sick this week. <laughs> and I love Bill Murray, but I hated that Yeah, movie. that was not a great one. But can we give a one sound review to this music video? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I think about Flowers in the Attic, the V.C. Andrews, like, <laughs> incest gothic mess that I'm like, that would Brandon Flowers in the Attic. Um, yeah, so, 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 uh, this is, this is like a, a big, bold, like, indie pop song, first of all, because the killers, one of the phrases that got used to describe their music, um, especially around the time of their second album when they're trying to break out of the post punk mold, because post-punk star was fading, and yet they did not, as stars want themselves to fade, uh, was the phrase big music. And this was coined back in like 84, 85 to describe the sound of bands like U2, who at the time were making um, uh, music that was triumphant and echo-drenched and um, and kind of European in its inflections of rock, uh, and unapologetically unironic and melodic and things like that. And so, like, around this time, around this time of the killer second album, Sam's Town, which always reminds me of Walmart because of, like, Sam's <laughs> Yeah. <right? laughs> and also because the killers are, like, strangely Republican. I mean, if you remember... Aren't they from Utah? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and um, I, th- I think most, or if not all of them, are, are, are LD Yes. And uh, and in the 2012 election, Mitt Romney, uh, when asked, what's your favorite rock band? He said, oh, yeah, I really like this band, The Killers, right? Which is like the the canniest answer that he could have given. Someone obviously coached him very, oh, very well. Oh, he asked well the president. Or not the, he asked the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who's like their pope. Yeah. I'm 100% sure that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, because like, here's the thing. He, he answers the killers, which is like a totally, you know, like legitimately 
cool, if not hip, band in 2012. I mean, it's 2012, not 2004 when he says this. But then, uh, hold on, I have to drink water because, oh my god, my throat. <laughs> filler, filler, filler yeah. content. <laughs> filler content, I hardly even know her. <laughs> <laughs> Never not funny. Okay, um, and... Uh, uh, he said, he says, uh, uh, oh yeah, the killers, uh, because, because they're mostly Mormon and he's Mormon, like, they cannot say, how dare you, Mitt Romney, in the right. way that, like, Rage Against the Machine could say to Paul Ryan or something like that. Um, and so, and so, Wait, like, does Paul Ryan like Rage Against the Machine? Allegedly. <laughs> I believe him. Yeah. He's so weird. Are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes. yes. Fuck that S H I T. Anyhow, so, um, the song is, uh, Brandon Flowers making, like, Big music, and around this time, like U two, like uh, crowns the killers inheritors of big music. Like, like Bono actually does this. He doesn't use a crown, but he says, "Yes, you guys are are totally like taking the torch or something like that." And so it's like totally. Um, the song is 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 very very nice pop music. There's nothing to complain about uh, except <laughs> except like an overdose of like you know bigness and earnestness, you know. And of course, it owns that. That's part of the entire like sort of micro genre of, of macro big music. And in this video, you see three stagings, all, all all variations on a theme, but stagings that are not actually narratively possible in a successive way uh, through any literalist uh, interpretation of Brandon Flowers being um, tortured by what appear to be ninjas. Yes, yes, they sure yes, do. They, cartoon ninjas, cartoon ninjas with like katanas. And everything. I mean, they're played by live actors, but it's basically if you asked an eight-year-old to draw a ninja, what he would come <laughs> yes. up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudes dressed, oh, presumably dudes. Like, that doesn't have to be, but people, people dressed in in black from head to toe with swords. Yeah, first, first he's tied to a chair. Which reminds me of Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Mm. Uh, then he's tied to uh, a bed, but not in like a sexy way, but he's tied to like the springs of a bed up against a wall with like heat lamps against so he's him. He's be electrocuted on it. Yeah, but, yeah. Because they're throwing water on him for that reason. Mm -hmm, I saw mm -hmm. there was like a jumper cable attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Jumper cable, I hardly even know her. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> um, so. And then in the third one, he's literally hanging upside down in a straight jacket, Which like a bat. upset me, because I just kept thinking about how he had to keep doing that. And I don't think he has the core strength to lift himself up between takes. So no. I don't know how they were handling no. that. Part of, part of the Did thesis of this entire video is is that like he is not a strong dude, right? Um, and, and so like in every one of these cases, he's being tortured by ninjas, um, but not like really aggressively. I mean, they're not like... It's PG torture. Like, he's is, got a yeah. cut above his left eyeball, yeah. but otherwise his face is fine. Right, right, right. So, like, his teeth are intact, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then Charlize uh, Theron shows up uh, look, looking not a bit unlike um, Kill Bill. Um, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, right? Yeah, now. All, very always, Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, Tomb Raider. Tank top. tank top, always looking, you know, fit, but, you know, a little weathered and dirty because she clearly had to fight through however many other ninjas to get here. <laughs> and or flames or whatever. Uh, and then and then in every case, she rescues him. You know, three times we see the same story with slightly increasing um, stakes every time, you yeah. know, in terms of him being upside down at the end. But again, it's not like he's getting his limbs sawed off. It's just that he's upside down. Did you guys think that this was three separate days? Like I She did. was like, I like this guy. God, he gets kidnapped right now. That's all <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I thought. That's I, what her expression seems to right. say. Right. She's like, again oh, with come this? Come on. Like... 
So one one of the funny things about this. So first of all, the song is not about this, right? The song is not like I've been kidnapped by ninjas. Oh, save me! I mean, that would be a big hit. I'm sure I would like that song. Yeah. I am going to write that song. <laughs> but like, it's it's a pretty standard like circa 2010 triumphalist pop song. I mean, like if you haven't noticed the last you know. It, 10 years pop music with all of its, you know, whoa, kind of, you know, um, whooping and things like that has been very, very much about like people in groups doing awesome things, right? You know, triumph always. It's never, it's never like self-deprecating in the way that like 90s grunge was. It's always, we can do it. We can break through, blah, blah, blah. And like this song is totally that, like we're caught in the crossfire between heaven and hell. Uh, again, big music, heaven and hell, but it's all about nerve, right? It's all about, you know, you, you and me and the intimacy and we're looking at each other's faces and I'm watching your dress, which is a weird line, yeah. watching your... In a, anyhow. And so it's a love song basically saying, like, our love is this little kernel of something sacred amid the world going to hell. And maybe even amid the strife of our own relationship, there's still something, like, good and holy and maybe a little sexy to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's like, you know, the, the, the function of, of the whole song. And so the video is only very obliquely uh, connectable to that. But a few things, I mean, obviously the video is flipping like a gender scri- uh, yeah. script, and they're clearly having fun with that. Yeah. Um, and also, I think, I feel like it plays with your expectations at the beginning, because it's a close-up of his face, and he looks beat up, but you don't know what's going on. And, and then as it pans out, you're like, oh, he's tied up. And then ninjas hit the wall next to him. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, oh, things are happening around him. Who knew? Caught just, in the crossfire, right? I yeah. just felt this was very embarrassingly pulled from his id. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Completely. I, I mean, like, like, I don't feel comfortable watching your fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing. It, it, it's, it's, it's a very, very submissive fantasy. It's yeah. Very, I mean, like, he's, he's literally tied to a bed, right? Yeah. And like, oh, no, I am tied to a bed and Charlize Theron is here to save I mean, me. Oh, she no, pales yeah. a dude with a sword, right? Yeah, him. yeah, absolutely. Right. So, like, there's, there's, there's definitely a lot of like Brandon's flowering in there, but, <laughs> um, but, so, but that's also like part of the joy of the video because, like, one of the weird things about it is that it's got all of these turns that, if your eye is tuned into it, I think are very comic. Like, it's a very yeah. comical video. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Regina, you mentioned this like opening shot of him like looking super serious and. The clothing that he's wearing, he's wearing like suspenders and he's wearing a shirt that looks like out of Gangs of New York, right? Very old timey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You you couldn't tell when this is set. And also again, 2010, we're like right in the middle of like when old timiness was totally hip. Oh, yeah. And he's got his facial hair because again, we're at like peak beard time in like US culture at this time. And like from from this opening shot, I'm like, ooh, when is this going to be set? When is this going to be set? And the camera's slowly zooming out, and he's, like, singing miserably because he's been being tortured. And then when Charlize Theron shows up, you're like, oh, this is the present. And she is the thing. She is the element that suddenly propels the entire video into, like, no, 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 this is present, and actually this is not what you thought it is. This is now going to be an action sequence. And after this happens a few times... Uh, especially in the last one, when he starts like smiling at her as if to say, sorry, I got kidnapped again. You know, um, she's also kind of the element. I mean, given how like cleanly dressed she is and how with her ninja throwing stars, she consistently hits the dudes right in the middle of the forehead. Right. I mean, like mm-hmm. it's uncannily good. 
she clearly also represents like the genre break. So it's like before when it's just him, he's like, oh no, this could be 1880. This could be dark. This could be evil. And then like she shows up and you're like, sorry, actually, this is comedy set in the present. And it's actually his like submissive sexual fantasy. And also we're flipping the script on some damsel in distress thing, but it almost makes it hard to take it seriously because they're double, because they're literally tripling down on it. Yeah. I did not take it seriously. <laughs> no, I also thought that at the end of each sequence, there was was like cheeky eye contact like you did it again but for right. both of them uh and i think that it was like amped up in the third one but i thought at the end of every sequence they were like da, 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 da. Um, right after she kills two guys with ninja stars yeah she's like i just stuck this through his guts and he's probably bleeding all over my back but you you in that chair they're getting tied up again oh you <laughs> uh and at the end they're in a truck driving into the sunset, and oh, he it, looks at her, and she's looking away, and then she looks at him, and he's looking away. It reminds me of the end of Bound. Did you ever see Bound? I have not seen Bound. Okay, so Bound is the first Wachowskis movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and and it's it's got, like, you know, again, it's, it's this movie about, like, you know, women um, defeating the bad dudes, and, yeah. and, and, then, and then in the end, you know, they drive off in the truck, and it's kind of expressly framed as, like, this is, like, the lesbian fantasy of, like, right. driving off in, in, like, the boss truck. Yeah. Um, and it's also, like, again, a, a movie that's uh, got, like, a heavy kink element to it in a way that mm, I'm reminded of with Brandon Fosby. I mean, it's called here. Bound. It's called yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in uh, Crossfire, who would you who would you shoehorn Keanu into? So, I can I invent a character? Yes! I feel like maybe there should have been a bad guy who wasn't a face, literally faceless ninja. Yes. And, yeah. like, he can just be, like, standing in the background in a nice suit. Just, like, watching the video henchmen. screens of right. happening. Yeah, being like, no, no! Yeah. <laughs> She's back! <laughs> Curse that Charlize! I mean, he's very good at, like, silent acting. He can be, right. like, inaudibly shouting and pointing at things. Right. So yeah. I want him to be the big boss man. Yeah. That's fair. I feel like, so two things. One, I feel like if we're, if they're caught in the crossfire, I mean, like, the subject of the song is them, of course. And that, and right. That, and that's, like, the core. And so everybody who's not that is at least uh, qua the song intended to be um, extraneous, right? It is, sure. It is the violence outside. And so to give that a lot of agency, then you start wondering, like, oh, but those poor ninjas, did they have families? I cannot <laughs> help but think about that. No, right, no, no. I think, I think that's fine, but I think that clearly that starts to undermine maybe some of what they were going for. And also the thing that I want to bring up, like, I know that this is obviously running on, like, 10-year-old boy fantasies to have, like, ninjas throwing stars and things like that. But, like, I'm not 100% good about, like, the racial politics it's of this. It's not great. Yeah. No, like... <laughs> Making these people faceless. Yeah. And just the whole stereotype cartoonish ninja thing. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's it, it just the sense of, like, the only two definitely white people in the video are, like, the two protagonists. Right. Everybody else is possibly, you know, probably, probably not white. And they are literally killed again and again and again triumphantly for in in the name in the name of heterosexual love. Yay! Yeah, I think that one of the ninjas should have their hoods pulled off and it's revealed to be Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean so 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 that would be good. Should and, Keanu play their heterosexual love embodied? Oh that would be so <laughs> <laughs> he's riding in the back of the truck yeah. and he just gives like a thumbs up at the end of the video. <laughs> These kids are gonna make it. He, I want him to do finger hearts around us. 
and like pirouette, just dancing, <laughs> doing like pirouette as ninjas are getting killed in the background. How about you guys? Who do you think Kiana should be? Uh, I like your idea a lot. I think it should be so he should be some other henchman who is has a face, uh, possibly has a fight with Charlie. Because Charlie's has an extended sword fight, well, more extended than their previous fights. Right. If that were with Keanu and she shoved him through a window, I'd be happy with that. That sounds good to me. Yep. Um, well, if I change my answer from Keanu should play their heterosexual love, yes. <laughs> which I'm not sure that I should. I think that might be the right answer. Yeah. It's unphotoshoppable, but it's oh, the it's, one that makes oh, my I can heart do it. It totally be photoshopped. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, I, I can make that happen. I didn't mean to. Photoshop is magic. Cast aspersions <laughs> on your talents. I was going to say she should be the person who gets sorted in the gut. He should be? He should be in the in the very beginning. Because then he'd be like, hey, Charlize, we're going to be in a couple movies together, remember? And then he would bleed out. That's actually eye. after their movies together. Oh, he'd be like, hey, buddy, what's up? Yeah. Remember when I bit your ass so dramatically? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And then I think the other option is have Keanu play Brandon Flowers. Yes, right? Because first of all, then he can, like, take some time off. Yeah. Brandon Flowers. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't need to be there for this. Like, storyboard it and peace. Sleep in. Do you want to <laughs> give him a break? I'm going to let these celebrity A-listers sell my music for right. me. But, I mean, there are music videos like that, there right? Like, yeah. yeah. What was the... I think it's like an Elton John video where it's just Robert Downey Jr. lip syncing. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. there's the... Um, uh, Christopher Walken dancer room. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, fat boy slipboard. <laughs> but that would not serve Brandon Flowers in... No, and Brandon, Brandon Flowers is it is clearly central to this entire right. thing, um, because like while you're maybe being like yeah may, maybe cool gender politics of like the woman rescuing the man she's clearly the hero you're clearly the submissive thing you're like that's not actually what's going on like you you are getting something out of this that is not just political righteousness or something right. like that. Um, I don't always have a problem with musicians just putting their it on display. Though. Well, I mean that, yeah. that that is what what like pop music is. But can, can we go back to Keanu for just yeah yeah right. we can all. <laughs> Go back to Keanu. <laughs> uh, a few things occur to me. One, I kind of want him to be the truck. Um, oh, I thought about that too. <laughs> because because the truck kind of kind of is the symbol of their love embodied. I mean, like if you're looking for a thing in the video that is the symbol of the love, that is the truck. That is them being like you know carried off or something like that. Protected um, from the outside world. And two, if you're going to sub in Keanu for Brandon Flowers, and you're thinking about like. You know, which, which Keanu this is, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very, um, I'm reminded of Keanu Reeves in Parenthood. Young. Young. Precious. Precious. Kind of Bill and Ted-ish, you know, like a, oh, I seem to have been kidnapped, your highness. <laughs> yeah. How righteously horrid, you know what I mean? <laughs> Good Keanu. Yeah, thank you. So I think, kind? I think we need to wrap up because I have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> So, Alex, thank you so much for being here. What kind of projects do you want to plug right now? Oh, wow. I have a new album coming out this Friday, August 4th. This episode will come out after August 4th, so... Travel back in time. Right. <laughs> get it on the day it's released. Well, then I have a new album that, out that you can get right now. Probably Bandcamp is the easiest place to get it. Uh, the name of the band is Seeming. S-E-E-M-I-N-G, as in the gerund of Tusim. And uh, and the album's called Soul, S-O-L, A Self-Banishment Ritual. Um, and it's like really heavy, kind of kind of funk-driven, self-affirming and self-vanquishing music. Just a huge record that I spent three years making, and if you're looking for something to chew on, it's great. It's got uh, features from the brilliant rapper Samus, and from the Japanese legend Mersbau, who, you know, like, invented noise music and all kinds of stuff like that. Do check it out, please, because, um, because my livelihood depends on it. I don't know. 
<laughs> so a little bit different than our theme song. A touch. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. But like the the voice is still there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely worth listening Funk to. Book influence. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. And find out if there's rhymes or not. We won't reveal that. Just buy the album and you'll know. Yeah, it's a spoiler-free review of Alex's album. <laughs> <laughs> there might be rhymes. <laughs> Roger Ebert. I'll say Ebert for that one. <laughs> Can you do a one-star review of your own album? <laughs> compelling yeah, yeah. Well, All this right. was a delight yeah. it was worth waking up at 7 in the morning absolutely I would do it again thank you so much in person now Alex Reed for our theme song and thank you for being our guest and also our friend not in that order alright uh, thank you so much for listening I can't say thank you enough to Alex Reed so I'm gonna just say it again thank you Alex and also as always thank, thank you Charlies. making that for us it fills me with joy every time and every time after we say our closing we all start humming and singing it but we don't let you hear that on the recording i have i have mixed it in once or twice okay <laughs> yeah Damn it. and now you've heard that the ronathan now you've heard that the ronathan now you've heard that the ronathan and now you've heard that the ronathan and now you've heard that the ronathan every word of the ronathan